and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and joining us is a special guest, podcasting wonderkind and mountaineering expert. It's Jake Mason. Hello, thank you. He, him. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Very nice to have you back. Yes, our, our second ever guest. <laughs> yes, uh, this time I picked something that you are both familiar with. So hopefully it will go a little smoother than last time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, familiar with enough. The the pop culture has absorbed it's, it into us. It's a bigger it's a bigger property I, than yeah. Resident mm-hmm. Evil, which is much more I mean, now it's kinda like getting a foothold, but um a couple years ago it was much more niche than than, for example, The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So and and so I'm assuming that is what you've brought to us today. Yes, yes, we're going with uh, we're rebooting Zelda um, because there's a lot to work with, and uh, I had a fever last night and couldn't do anything uh, any more like complicated than, <laughs> than, <laughs> than something I am deeply familiar with. So here we are. All right. I mean, but and I do know that Breath of the Wild got a few more nuggets of information this past week. So like, you're. It's already in your brain. I've been thinking about it nonstop there since the new trailer dropped. It looks bananas, and the best part about the like at least like Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild Two is that like you have no idea what you're gonna get. Like the, here's there's like a minute and a half. I've watched the trailer like thirty times, and I'm like these could be anything. I don't even know if that's Link. We're pretty sure it's Link in the new trailer, but it also could not be, and that's very exciting. So. Yeah. We we want to theorize it's Zelda because we want to theorize that the creators, you know, aren't like that anymore. Uh, y- you would you would like that, but I've I mean I've been disappointed before. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, they did seem to be setting it up in the first Breath of the Wild two trailer, but like, there's also you know who's to say? But they didn't they didn't show the face, so that's a that's a big thing that it could turn around just be Zelda and that would be pretty dope. But yeah, um, but we'll see. Uh, I don't know if y'all have a format or not. How do, do we just jump in? We just jump in. Like, yeah. What, do, you can explain what Zelda is if you feel like some listeners are unfamiliar with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I doubt anyone uh has never heard of Legend of Zelda because it's been around for thirty five years. Um, but just in case, it's a pretty standard formula. Uh, there is a hero, there is a princess, there is a monster. Sometimes the monster is a guy. Sometimes he's a big angry cloud. It's you know there's a lot of stuff going on there, um, but the, the the two big things is that there are a bunch of games and they all fit on a timeline that doesn't make sense and uh, splits in ways that we were all okay with, and then they were like, here's the official one. There's like a third secret timeline split to the side that they didn't tell anyone about before, and we're like, we have some questions about what's going on over here. Um, but the the hero Link has to save the princess, Zelda, from the bad guy, Ganon, or Ganondorf. Sometimes he's Ganondorf, sometimes he's Ganon. When he's Ganon, he's mostly a big pig man. When he's Ganondorf, he's like a big handsome man. Um, And that's the difference between the two, (laughs) uh, pretty much. And uh, the the hero is always reincarnated. It's like the it's the reincarnation of the same the the same heroic spirit. Uh, The princess is a bloodline and Ganondorf is the same guy every time which i like um but it's hard to wrap your head around a little bit 
uh, that they each keep coming back. And this guy is the same every time, I think. Hmm. So that's basically Zelda. There's also like the Triforce, which has uh, three parts to it, which is important. Um, There's a whole bunch of mythology behind it that is mostly it lives in heaven. And if you touch it, you get a wish unless you're not pure of heart. And then the Triforce explodes and you have to put it back together, (laughs) which happens more frequently than you would imagine. All right. So how are we rebooting The Legend of Zelda? So the the idea I had uh, was to take the the broader scope of, of The Legend of Zelda, which, again, has a timeline, but it's it's better if it doesn't um, because they're legends. And it makes Mm -hmm. more sense if you're just like, oh, here's a legend of Zelda and then go about your business. But but they've decided that they live on a timeline. And now you're like, well, how does this fit with this? Is this this thing? And then with Breath of the Wild, they're like all three timelines converge back together at Breath of the Wild. And if you know anything about how time works, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So, yeah. because there's a split in one game because uh, you travel to the future. Um, you like you you jump it. You basically go into like cold storage for seven years and mm-hmm. everything is bad when you wake up. This is Ocarina of Time and you do the rest of the game. And at the end of the game, Zelda sends you back in time so you can stop Ganondorf before he uh, can take over the kingdom, essentially. So that's the first timeline split where it's like in this timeline is the one where you came back and then you keep going from there. This is the one where you jumped forward and you kept going, but you, you went back, but that timeline kept going. So those are the two timeline splits. And then there, there's one that's like, but if you lose to Ganondorf, it's these, it's this set of games, which is the one that everyone's like, we didn't ask him for this. We don't, <laughs> we don't know why you <laughs> did this to us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but then they're like breath of the wild. It puts them all back together. And we're like, that it doesn't, that doesn't, that's not how it would work. That's not how it, it can just, it can happen. It mixes them all together in a big time soup. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah, here put everything in the time soup, and now it's all here. And the like, Breath of the Wild uh, has a bunch of like references to every single game. Like, there's just a bunch of like places that are named after things that are in games from all the timelines. And so I was like, what if instead that's just like this is the world where the le- or people tell the legends of Zelda. Like in this area, they just tell Ocarina of Time as a story and you don't have to worry about it but because they're like constantly reincarnated i was thinking uh we take we make it a show where uh link and zelda because i would like zelda to be a part of this because normally she's like cool you're the princess you're gonna be kidnapped or stuck in a tower or a ghost one time she just was a ghost for a little while uh yeah. oh was that spirit tracks that was spirit tracks yeah she just is so she that's just... funny because when she was a ghost she actually had like the most plot importance yeah, the I it might have also been I don't know how Phantom Hourglass treated her. I don't remember. Oh, cause, cause Phantom Hourglass, she was a damsel because that's when she was still a pirate, but then she got kidnapped by like an eye squid. Also, the only uh, two Zelda games I've ever played are Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. I tried Majora's Max and I couldn't get into it. Uh, Majora's Max is great, but that time that like it resets every you have like a certain amount of time to play and then you have to reset the the time loop is daunting uh if you're if you're trying to get into it so, um so i was thinking that it would be like here is here is the the whatever the plot of the thing is but the the secret thing is that your past lives 
and the previous hero and the previous princesses have left clues for you. So it'd be like kind of a mystery of like, you have to solve all these things, but like something big is going on and you have to deal with it because uh, your past self told you you have to. Hmm. And it's your job now. It's now your turn. Okay. Lindsay, have you played any of the Um of the I Zeldas? watched someone play Twilight Princess. That's the best one. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one. Yeah, I really did like Minna and the whole idea of Link turning into a wolf. Oh, so. she's great. Um that one gets that one gets a lot of guff, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's a perfectly fine Zelda game. Yeah, I th- I think the problem is the uh when that came out, so when th- they announced the GameCube, they had this little tech demo of like mm-hmm. realistic Zel- uh, Link fighting Ganondorf, and it was like GameCube realistic, but it was like you know it was the, the best it ever looked. Yeah. And then they put out Wind Waker, which is like a really cartoony art style, mm-hmm. and everyone hated Wind Waker. And then a couple years later, everyone really? decided I thought everyone loved Wind Waker. They do now, but they hated it at the time. <laughs> Uh, ah. except me who still doesn't care for wind waker because it's not finished the game isn't done and i don't i don't care for it um <laughs> it's good but the last like quarter of it is literally like you you sail around and you have to find pieces of the triforce and put them back together and it's like you have to find maps from a fish and look for little boxes in the ocean and it sucks <laughs> it's just really <laughs> it's really bad um <laughs> but then Twilight Princess came out, and everyone was like, we like Wind Waker now, so we don't want this, like, more, like, dark, uh, like, art style and everything. It's like, you cannot please Zelda fans. No. (laughs) No. They're they're just gamers where it's like, nothing's good enough. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do y'all think? I know you're not super familiar with Zelda, but you don't need to be, because the the premise is pretty bare, so. Yeah. It's... This is this still a video game, or did you say it was a show? I think it would be a TV show. I think it would be like a like kind of a Netflix. They, there was like rumors that they were going to make a Netflix show, and then people found out about it. And uh, I think if there were plans, the, uh, Nintendo pulled a Nintendo and stopped them right there uh, because Nintendo hates when you figure out what they're doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that for April Fools, IGN put out a really well made Zelda movie trailer. That yeah, that was people dope. <laughs> and people got really mad when they realized it was just an April Fool's plank. And like IGN did that for several years in a row where they put out a really high quality trailer for something that was never going to exist. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, I know they did. Um, Cause there's, there's that legend of Zelda trailer that is like extremely good. Uh, and I know they did, a, they did like a Nintendo direct, like a fake Nintendo direct that was basically like, here's all the things you want and you will never get from Nintendo. And everyone was like, Oh, this is really, wait a minute. This is on IGN. <laughs> this is <on> Nintendo. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's all I really had though is is uh is like their past selves have left them clues to whatever the problem is for the the show. And again, I did break two fevers today, so if none of this makes any sense, that's why. Okay, let me think of some uh um some prompt questions. The setting wise, is it gonna be anything reminiscent of existing Zelda games or do you want to go more futuristic or in a different direction? I once saw like 
concept art for cyberpunk zelda uh there yeah there's 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 some concept art there like the breath of the wild they had a lot of ideas like there's a they've got pretty far with aliens like just full-on alien spaceships attacking hyrule and that was pretty cool but then they were like no nah, people won't like this and i was like i would have liked that <laughs> um, maybe that's in two because they said the sky that you go to the sky now <laughs> you go to the, you go to the sky there there's like hints that you will go underground because they had the whole engine of breath of the wild and they're like well we don't we'd put a lot of work into making this we don't want to just throw it out and do a new zelda so that's why uh they made two is because like, we had too many ideas for dlc so we decided to make a new game and i'm like yes i'm okay with that because i really liked breath of the wild i got all mm-hmm. 900 koroks a thing I don't recommend anyone does because there are 900 of them and that's a lot. (laughs) So yeah, it haunts my dreams. When I hear it, I, I like have full on flashbacks of just like, all right, here's a, here's a stack of rocks. What do I got to do with these rocks? Okay. Let me (laughs) throw these in a circle. Okay. There's uh there's one where like you have to jump a couple fences in a row and you would never know that you would need to do that to get a Korok. And then you do it on accident and you're like, the Korok's like, hey, you did my challenge. And I was like, I didn't know you were here. What's going on? And it's like, oh, just here's one more of us. And you, for, for getting on 900, you don't get, you get, you get a golden poop. That's it. <laughs> That's all. Uh, what, if, what if the clues are the Koroks? Uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be some of it because Koroks are really weird. They're like, so they, the first time they appeared was in Wind Waker where um, Wind Waker takes place according to the American version about a hundred years after Ocarina of Time, but the whole world is flooded and no one remembers anything from the before times. I do not think that is a realistic timeline. Um, And I think in the Japanese version, it says like hundreds of years, which makes a lot more sense because the Kokiri, who are just little elf kids who live in the forest, have like evolved into the Koroks and the Zora, who are fish people, have turned into bird people because the the world is flooded. Does this make sense? Not entirely. Yes. A the, flooded world means you can't be in the water. The My best explanation is that it's saltwater and they're freshwater fish, but then you like. I feel like it'd be much easier to evolve to be a saltwater fish than it would to turn into a bird. But a freshwater bird. <laughs> they're still they're saltwater birds now. Yep. <laughs> um, so the Koroks are these. They're, they're like they were Kakiris. They were these little like elf kids that like turned into these little leaf things um, that just float around and stuff. And now they're like. They're forest spirits because Nintendo decided they hate the Kikiri and they're like, no, it's only Koroks now. We sell way more merchandise of Koroks. Uh, that's all we need to worry about. Um, so, like, I feel like something, you know, that could, like that could definitely be something because they are like, I think in Breath of the Wild, they specifically say, like, only people who are pure of heart or or whatever can see Koroks because they're just floating around and nobody worries about them mm-hmm. once you find them. So who knows what's going on there? Like. Maybe this is just bias for me, but I do feel like uh, Twilight Princess might have the best storyline. So it, it very much does. Uh, like that's easily a season, but like I don't know if that would be like the first season or like this is like uh, either end of the show or I don't know the money maker season. Yeah, I also think it's the best one. Um, 
it's like Minna rules and like it's the only Zelda game where like the story is important because like in in Wind Waker it's kind of there it's like oh you're uh like it's flooded why is it whoa whoa and then you find out like it happened a million years but like it doesn't matter it's just like oh boats like that's what Wind Waker is about basically but like with Twilight Princess it's like oh what who is this what's going on here what are these things like mm-hmm. so that's why I think that story like actually matters unlike most of the other ones um but like i feel like i feel like the the twilight would be like a really cool like season two like oh now these things are showing up again uh and now you gotta deal with it and because if you bring minda back people would lose their minds people love minda yeah and so you know if you land the first season you're like where do we go from here we can bring minda back that's the only thing we have left yeah because like majora's mask because it involves the moon um, I think that's yep. a later season. The well, it's also Majora's Mask is like an alternate universe. Ah, yeah. Um, which is really neat. Uh, it, so at the end of Ocarina of Time, you go back in time and you're a kid again, and then uh, then Majora's Mask takes place afterwards, where your little you have a little fairy companion named uh, Navi mm-hmm. who is missing, and you're like, I'll go into the woods to find her, and oops, all uh, all berries, you end up in another world. <laughs> <laughs> somehow um because the skull kid has an evil mask that's magic and sends you over there but skull kid is uh trying to grab the moon and pull it down into uh termina which is like the alternate version of hyrule and destroy everything because he's like sad and lonely um <laughs> which like is as good a motivation as anything honestly um but i feel like that's another one of those things where it's like part of it could be like oh there's some termina stuff uh, or maybe you save that for later because like it is an, a whole extra uh, other dimension, um, which is really clever on their part because it has like all the same assets as Ocarina of Time. So like there's all the same like character models and like the whole point is like, oh, you've seen these people before, but they're different now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like very neat. But um, there is also like a time loop mechanic in it where like you have 72 minutes. uh Maybe it's not seventy-two minutes. I forget. It's 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 three days, and I forget how it in game that translates. But it's not very long, and it uh, if you don't know like the trick to slow time down, like it gets it gets daunting really quick when you're, for example, eleven years old and trying to play it, <laughs> like I was, and just failing miserably at every turn. I I think like season one is like the more basic plot of a Zelda. You know, like yeah. Ganondorf is back. What do we do about that? Um, this e- this evil demon king with a lot of powers who has keeps resurrecting. He's just like so mad that he keeps resurrecting <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> and I think I think like that would be the like the basic part of it. But then there would be like these little like not like digressions because if it's a TV show, you can't like do a side quest very easily. You know, um, unlike a video game where you're like, oh, I can just like screw off for an hour and a half and go see what this is. Um, you can't do that in a TV show because you have episodes in certain time frames. Um, so mostly subplots about like probably the whole reincarnation thing and the nature of the Triforce. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Uh, because the Triforce is like this weirdly important thing that is not terribly well explained. Like, mm-hmm. um, it in I think in the first Zelda, which is an it's a Nintendo game, so there's very little actual story i think you have to find pieces of the triforce of the triforce of wisdom uh which is one of like the several times it has just exploded because like 
someone tried to get it and it was like not you and then blew up but they don't really ever go into like what it does particularly so i think that would be really fun to to do especially if it is like like if you're already like working with like the oh your your past selves maybe figured it out and they just couldn't put the pieces together and so now it's your job this link whichever one you are on the timeline (laughs) current link the link in question yeah the the most recent link uh get it Mm -hmm. you have to get it together sorry um i know you're kind of a dumb boy but you gotta do it here is the fate of the world on your shoulders poor farm boy go break some pots yeah it's and it's i feel like there is a lot of people who uh like like in game, like if you were like omniscient, like there's because there's like three gods, there's Dan Faror and Nehru who are they made the Triforce. It's a whole thing, um, but like I feel like it's them watching Link be like, all right, we picked you, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just running around breaking people's pots and stealing horses and stuff. Like you need to get going. Like I put 250 hours into Breath of the Wild where like Zelda is like stuck in this struggle fighting like the the pure incarnation of ganondorf's rage and she's just like been doing it for a hundred years and i'm like cool i have to find a way to get these earrings uh (laughs) upgraded though zelda so i'm gonna go mine for rubies for a little while you're cool right (laughs) um so i feel like a lot of people would be mad at link i feel like a lot of it would be like link this time we're gonna need you to do the thing okay you can't just run around uh (laughs) throwing pots at people trying to catch bugs in jars like you gotta there's there's problems going on and you need to fix them i mean some of the clues could be in like mini game form like maybe to get the clue he does have to break pots until he finds it or you know the clue gets taken by a chicken (laughs) chickens are a weirdly big part uh of (laughs) of it were they in were they in the the ds games i never really played those ones maybe i mean uh, that's one of the pop culture things that kind of leaked over for me i know if you attack the chicken the chicken attack you they will yeah they will summon 100 of their closest friends and start to destroy you um i mean chickens do that in real life so (laughs) yeah so they it's pretty true to life then in uh Mm -hmm. in zelda it's like because if you hit them like three times they're like the first one was an accident we'll let you go on that one second one you need to watch it third one it's like all right it's death by chicken time Mm-hmm. Um and I think in Breath of the Wild it's hard to like get them to play but you can like get them into everywhere but like the actual bosses and trick them into attacking the chickens and then the chickens will like fight mini bosses for you um Ooh. if you can get them there but that would be fun if they're like all right Link you gotta you gotta be serious this time and he's like I'm just gonna go throw these pots real quick and like that is like part of like oh, you did it, because, like, past you left it in this place where clearly you would want to break the pots, uh, and and that would help out somehow. It, you would never think it. It's like the it's like that episode of Gravity Falls where it's like, Mabel's silly, and she doesn't, uh, and no one thinks that that's going to be good uh, doing anything, but it's how she solves all of the problems in that episode. Mm-hmm. It's a good, that's uh, a rational treasure. It's a very good episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, what else is... So Zelda, I'm assuming she's going to have a more active role in this than just stuck in a castle. Yeah, definitely. Because that, uh, that's the worst part about Zelda, is that um, she's very cool. And Twilight Princess, she's like extremely, like, extremely dope. She's like, she's pretty badass. She is like this weird, like, uh, like older sister figure to Link in that one, where like, when you finally meet her for the first time, she's basically like, I didn't want to have to like, 
like we have all these problems now because like there's this thing this, his name is Zant he's the bad guy of that one he's like mm-hmm. attacking stuff and there's like a you know the the twilight realm is crashing into this one and she's like and I was trying to fix it by myself and that didn't work and now it's your problem link and I'm sorry about that and it's like it's really I, it's really well done uh in that game but most of the games it's like you're in a castle anyway see you later <laughs> yeah. um but I feel like yeah having her cuz she like is uh in Breath of the Wild she's like a scholar and she's like trying to figure out how to like stop the calamity which is Ganon's rage but in a big cloud uh mm-hmm. form and so there's like a lot of stuff with her like going around to places and like trying to figure out how to activate her powers that she's supposed to have that she can't make work because she's like just not in tune with the like magic side of it but she is like very smart um and I like that characterization of her a lot yeah um so that could be fun. Mm-hmm. It could be. We could take a little bit of that and also a little bit of um, Spirit Tracks. Because Spirit Tracks at the beginning, the first thing you have to do basically is help break Zelda out of the castle. Because she basically says, there's something going on. I need you to get me out of here so I can help you investigate it and fight whatever baddies are happening. Yeah. And you have to sneak her out of the castle and avoid the other castle guards. And then you take her to like the tower and her soul gets punched out of her body. Yeah. And, and then, then she can possess giant pieces of armor. Yeah. Which is very cool. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it is also like uh, the worst part about Smash Brothers now is that now she has that power instead of being able to turn into Sheik, um, which I would just rather her be able to do that again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that is. Yeah. But I do. I do like the like, hey, like her being like Link, something's going on. You need to get me out of here. Um, and like her being like, instead of just being like the damsel being like the, like the inciting incident of the, the show. Yeah. So maybe when Link gets tasked with this whole, Hey, you're kind of the chosen one because Triforce needs to be fixed. He somehow fucks up because he's new to this whole hero business, blinds up in a prison in like the, the tower dungeon. Yeah. In the dungeon with. (laughs) Uh, Zelda, who's already been planning her escape, but like, just needs that extra bit of muscle. That would be yeah. really, that would be really cool to have them like not know each other. Cause like a lot of times they either like they, they either know each other or they don't, which is the only two ways people can be about each other, I guess, if you think yeah. about it. Um, but like it's either like, oh, I knew about you and, or like we have like some previous connection or like we are just meeting for the first time. But I, I feel like them being like, we both have the same problem right now mm-hmm. and like, Oh, it turns out we're we've both been chosen by the goddesses to like stop the the big bad, but we didn't know that coming in. We were just like you're in the dungeon, I'm trying to escape and the easiest way is through the dungeon, but there's guards that want to like put me back in my room or whatever. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. I I was thinking another version could be she goes down to the prison cuz she's like I'm going to break out with the help of a hardened criminal and then it's just Link down there and he's like <laughs> I, I broke I broke some pots. This, this dumb little twink is just in the basement. Like, <laughs> I, I thought I was doing good, but I got caught real bad. I don't know. I was arrested by the chickens. <laughs> the chicken. I hit a chicken on accident. It was the end of my day. Um, yeah, that would that would be very cool to have that like kind of um, like relationship, especially because then it like if like the the subplots about like hey your past selves left clues in places and like are trying to get you to like. Maybe maybe they're trying to like break the the cycle because there's like there's always a cycle of like Ganondorf comes back, heroes is reincarnated, princess helps mm-hmm. some somehow, and then yeah. you win and you kill Ganondorf, 
and then the next game comes out and now you got to do it again and the next game comes out and you got to do it again so maybe maybe this is about like trying to break that cycle and yeah. them not knowing that the other is part of it would be like really good because that'd be like a good reveal of like oh here's like a super old like you know painting or whatever of you and me somehow what's going on there uh and this creepy ginger guy yeah and then there's like very tall buff man (laughs) (laughs) uh, because i also like the idea that ganondorf is not necessarily like he's the villain like he's clearly like the villain he's like a bad guy but i like the idea that like maybe it's not him necessarily like because in in skyward sword which is the first game on the timeline um which also doesn't make a ton of sense um it's billed as like because there's like the master sword which is the sword of evil's bane it's the only thing that can kill ganondorf um or whatever like the bad guy is and skyward sword is like this is the origin of the master sword it started out as a different weird mystery magic sword it's like well then that's not the origin of the sword this is how it became the shape it's in like how like there's already a fancy sword where'd that sword come from uh, and also everyone lived in the sky and then that crashes at the end of the game. But the 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 villain is not Ganondorf. It's Demise, who is like uh, Ganondorf final form, basically, like instead of red hair, his hair is fire. And he's like this like monstrous looking, but still like humanoid uh, bad guy. And he says something like, I, I do a curse to you. Like, I am going to make this cycle keep happening forever. So maybe like Ganondorf that we know in like in the thing that we're like, oh, this is the bad guy. It's like, oh, that's just a guy that's like constantly possessed by this other evil thing that keeps, you know, bringing him back to life and doing evil with his, you know, with his body, basically. Yeah. And (laughs) and so they're like, oh, we can we should fix that. Like, we should stop all of this. And maybe then we can all just like take a nap forever and not have to worry about like your grandkid is going to have to be the next princess Zelda. You better keep naming them Zelda every couple generations. You got to have one or else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, before I heard about timeline stuff, I assumed that Zelda just did the same situation as Final Fantasy where they're all just like a multiverse with similar themes going through them. That was like the original, like the first couple, um, because I think Ocarina is the fifth. Zelda game because there's Zelda one and there's Zelda two and that's a Zelda two is like a direct sequel to Zelda one. Um, you're like the same link. It's very different and it's extremely hard and a lot of people do not care for it. I think it's cool. I also think it's maybe the hardest video game I've ever played. Um, and then there is Link to the Past, which is on Super Nintendo, and Link's Awakening, which is a direct sequel to that, which is like you you're on a boat and you crash on an island and then the island is a dream. Spoilers. Um, it's very good, but that's basically what it is. And then Ocarina is like, all right, here's this little timeline split thing, uh, but you don't need to worry about it for a while. And then once you get to like Wind Waker, when they're like, the world is flooded. And you're like, whoa, when did that happen? And then the next game is Twilight Princess and the world is not flooded. And you're like, okay, how does that work? And they're like, they're different timelines. And then that's when it, like, it starts being like, now you have to worry about where they all land in relation to each other. And it's not just like, here's yeah. another Legend of Zelda, and you don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Because I think it would work a lot better if they were just all stories <laughs> about yeah. the same yeah. characters. Uh, but they decided that they're not. So I feel like I, we can do something with that. Yes, we can play in that space. Yes. So 
I don't, did we actually say what the clues are leading to? No. So then they're probably leading to the Triforce. It's either the Triforce or whatever they would do to stop the cycle, which might be like destroying the Triforce forever and not just like blowing it up into 35 pieces that are uh, hidden in little treasure chests around the ocean that you need to go find. <laughs> yeah. The Triforce is actually in all of us. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's, the, it's a whole scavenger hunt to find the pieces of the Triforce to bring it together so you can destroy it. It's yeah. three heroes searching for the same three stones. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I don't, oh boy, I can't wait for Operation Overdrive. It's going to be a real fun time. Um, Ocarina of Overdrive. <laughs> um, but yeah, if maybe maybe it is like a like. Hey, the Triforce, you know, it got broke up again, as it does sometimes, and you got to put it together. And they're, maybe they're thinking like, oh, it wants us just to put the Triforce back together so we can, like, stop Ganondorf. And then it's like, no, I want you to put the Triforce back together so you can destroy the Triforce, because that's where literally all of our problems come from, mm-hmm. is yeah. this dumb triangle. So now I'm looking at other recurring characters. Um, Off the top of my head, there's the Mailman. <laughs> Um, who is, he's, well, he was, he was just the marathon man. He was a guy who ran and then in, that was an ocarina. And then in Majora's Mask, they're like, oh, that guy's the mailman now. Cause it was like, you know, this guy, but he's different. And then from then on, like the mailman in any game, if there's a mailman in a game, it just looks like that guy. Um, he's in Twilight Princess a lot. Uh, he's very funny. He sends you a letter. Like the first letter you get, uh, is him saying, I'm running towards you very fast. Do not be afraid. I'm just the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> There's Beetle, who's like a shop. He's the guy who runs like shops. Um, he's again not terribly important, but I feel like that would be like a fun thing to be like, oh, y- like you clearly look like every other, you know, one of your family because you all look like Beetle. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they left something with you at some point, and you have to bother this this guy to get a clue of some sort because he's always like. Hey, do you want to buy this thing? And could in in Skyward Sword, his like it's like floating. Like he has to like, it's like a bike pedal powered floating shop caravan thing. And so if you huh. stop him and go in there and don't buy anything, he will literally throw you out because he's like, do you know how hard it is to keep this thing in the air if you're not going to even buy anything? So he doesn't terribly like you in that game if you if you don't <laughs> buy everything every time you go in. I'm trying to think of other like reoccurring. Uh, there's Impa. Yeah, oh yes, there's Impa, um, who is, uh, like, Zelda's chambermaid, I guess? I don't know if that's the word I want to use. That That's what it looked like. Yeah, she's, like, her nanny, but not, it's like, she does a lot more than that. And in some games, uh, like, in the, the first time you see her is in, like, the booklet for one of the, either Zelda or Zelda 2, and she's, like, this old grandma, and then in Ocarina of Time, she's, like, this buff warrior lady, and it's like, ah, this is what a glow up. <laughs> Just... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's usually charged with like, I have to protect Zelda. And then also there, I, there is something else that I am hiding in some way. Like in Skyward Sword, she's also a time traveler, I think. Because you meet a really old lady uh, before you meet Impa in that game. Mm-hmm. And she's like very, very old. And she has like a a very long like her hair is like braided but it's like wrapped around her head and there is like a like a stopwatch kind of looking like a like not a stopwatch like the whatever the thing in the clock is that moves back and forth like 
she has one of like her hair goes into that and then it's just oh, like, like a pendulum yeah yes yes pen, that's the word i'm looking for um and it's like oh there's just this old lady and then you meet like impo later and then at the end of the game it's like that's the same person <laughs> and you're like oh i didn't realize that until just now I'm trying to think of what other games she was. Oh, she's in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is really weird because in Ocarina, they're like, they're the Sheikah who were like, they helped the royal family and they did something and they were betrayed and it's very tragic and we're never really going to talk about it. And then in Breath of the Wild, they're like, here they all are. There's just a bunch of them here. And it's bananas to me that they just did that and we're like, everyone's cool. All right, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> because they were like the most mysterious group of people in the game series and then in Breath of the Wild they're like no they just live in this town and they're weird and they have like ancient technology that's basically magic but don't worry about it yeah there's a lot of don't worry about it in this franchise it happens a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> is um is Zelda gonna turn into Sheik in the like the at the beginning or is that a later season development I feel like I feel like we gotta save that for for later it should happen in the first season though because that is one of the coolest things in the series is that like here is this mysterious ninja that helps you and turns out that is princess zelda um who at some point learned how to be a ninja and that's pretty <laughs> rad but that would be that would be very cool if there's like a like uh towards the like the middle end of the season like zelda gets kidnapped and you're like oh, i gotta find zelda or link's like i gotta find zelda and then like Sheik helps you and if you're watching it you're like i know who that is because like i you know you know about Sheik from the games, but then it's like Link doesn't know. That's half the yeah. fun, I guess. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um... Who else is here? Tingle. Do we want a Tingle? <sighs> Tingle's real weird. Nobody knows what Tingle even is. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's like a side game that was released only in Japan um, called Tingle's uh, Rosy Rupee Land. This this could be very wrong. I might be misremembering, but I believe. That in that game you learn that Tingle was kidnapped and brainwashed into being Tingle. I might be wrong about that, but it's oh, something no. it's something about that amount of weird and tragic. Um, <laughs> so if we have Tingle in it, I don't know how we would rectify this this goofy map maker. Um, who wants to be, uh, I think he wants to be, uh, like a fairy. He's like, oh, I'm a fairy. And you're like, no, you're, um, cause in Zelda fairies are these little balls of light with wings and you're a man in a green, green spandex. So like, um, that's not the same. And he's like, ah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And everyone's like, okay, Tingle, um, <laughs> whatever you want to <laughs> do, buddy. <laughs> Oh, he had three spinoff games. He had three? Ooh. How is that possible? And all were exclusive for Japan, except for Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. Uh, oh, freshly picked Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land, which also was also released in Europe. <laughs> okay. Glad they got the good Tingle lore. Uh... <laughs> uh, other, other legacy characters include Kapora Gabora, the big owl, Malin from the Lon Lon Ranch, the great Deku Tree, Epona. Those are the only ones that I can recognize at sight. Uh, Epona's a horse. Yes, um, I knew that much. <laughs> so she should be there the whole time as just Link's horse. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's the, the Long Island Range. There's Malin and Talon. Uh, and depending on which game, their names are, are different. Like, I think in 
Link's Awakening is the first one. There's Marin, and her dad's name is Taryn. And then oh, okay. he's Mal. Then in Ocarina, they're Malin and Talon. And then in uh, Majora's Mask, they're like completely different people because they're it's like, again, it's like an alternate universe. Um, and then I don't know when if they show up anymore. I know they're in Twilight Princess. There are there's a character named Mallow and Tallow, but they're like brothers. Um, and one is a baby that talks like an adult and owns a shop at some point in the game, um, mm. which is weird. Fine, it's like okay, like <laughs> I. Is a very industrious baby, um, but yeah, I I like them because they're kind of central to like the um, Ocarina of Time, the not the like cosmic like overarching good versus evil stuff, but the like here are regular folks who this is how they were affected by a demon lord taking over, um, and so I really like I like them as characters because he's just like a lazy farmer and she's his daughter who is sick of his shit and. Um, that's that's their relationship for for a lot of it, uh, and then Kiporagebor is really interesting because it's a owl who is also a reincarnation of a sage, who's like the the six magic forces that you need to collect. People become sages in Ocarina, and you got to get them. You don't got to get uh, Raru, who is Kiporagebora, because he just hangs out in Temple of Light where you wake up from your seven year nap after he put an earring on you. <laughs> Cause sure. Um, I mean, if someone pierced my ears while I was sleeping, I would wake up too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you're a kid, you don't have earrings or pants on. Um, Cause your tunic is, you're a short little kid. And so your tunic is like also like a skirt on you. Right. Um, and then you're, when you grow up, when you're 17, you have, pants on now and an earring and the only way i can think is that rauru did that while you were asleep which is a little invasive but <laughs> i mean he's also an owl sometimes so who are we to say okay so they're gonna meet an important owl he is gonna give them one of the clues <laughs> yeah Pro- maybe not in the form of pants but he he will do something um <laughs> maybe it is he gives you pants you're like you're supposed to give us a clue and like these pants have pockets <laughs> okay and then he flies away and you're like what or or he's like hey did you get that and you're like yes um but they put no first so if you're just trying to scroll through you're gonna say no and he will repeat his entire long oh, uh, no. <laughs> thing he said and oh god it happens so many times in ocarina it is like every time you talk to him he's like did you catch all that and if you're not paying attention he will tell you again we're trying to get the children to focus <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know if it worked on me or not. <laughs> um, is Navi there? I don't, I don't know. Cause Navi's a weird, like it's, it's a weird thing that they decided that they like, they both like and don't like is the little, like the fairies. Cause I think the Koroks kind of took the place of what Navi is. Cause, cause so there's fairies in the game where like you touch a fairy, you get, um, your health back or you can catch it in a bottle. And if you die, they come out and they, they resurrect you or whatever. Um, but then there's also in Ocarina and Majora's mask. And I think that's it. There's like the Kokiri who are like, again, the little like forest ageless forest kids. They all have like a fairy companion. Like they all have like one that like hangs out with them. And because you were dropped off in the forest, and you didn't live there. Uh, you don't have one. And so everybody makes fun of you for not having one 
um, because kids need to find something to be mean about. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and in, in Kakiri Forest, it was, hey, that guy doesn't have a fairy. Get him. <laughs> uh, but then you, then you do get one, and it's Navi. And they're like, now you have Navi. And she's not as annoying as everyone says she is. Um, it was the N64, so they only had, like, you know, very small space for lines. So she says, like, hey, listen. And over there, and stuff like that. Uh, but then they don't really... That never comes up again. Like fairies that do stuff for you besides heal you never really comes up again after the N64 games. But I feel like that would that could be something that would be like a fun little like twist is like, oh, these fairies mostly heal you. And then one's like, don't touch me. Like, don't I don't want to <laughs> heal you. Like, I don't, I don't know what happens to them when they, they just disappear most of the time. So don't do that. Yeah. And with something like a television show we can do more with the little fairy companion like a navi yeah and more dialogue too so it's not the annoying <laughs> hey over there yeah hello hey listen yeah i feel like like having a little sassy fairy character would be very fun mm-hmm. um it was also another thing i thought of because like this whole time i have been kind of just picturing this as like future cyberpunk zelda Okay. <laughs> so uh, one of the things I did think of was just business Ganondorf. That would be very good. Yeah. The hostile takeover Ganondorf would be very good. Then the other thing I was thinking of is what if Navi is, instead of being an actual fairy, Navi is just like Siri. Okay. okay. That would be, that would be cool. And then, and then like the, so people are like, oh yeah, that's how they included Navi without actually putting Navi in. Cause people don't like Navi. But then in the later season, we're like, psych. This whole, this entire uh, personal helper has been powered by a fairy the entire time. <laughs> yeah, um, because I, I think, I don't know how often cyberpunk stuff does this. Um, if it's like a cyberpunk take on a thing that is usually magic, like they just completely change it all. But I think it would be fun to be like, no, the magic stuff is still there. They just like have motorcycles now, you know, or like, uh-huh. uh, like Ganondorf runs a company instead of just wants to take over the, the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, to be like, oh no, the 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 fairy AI phone service is run on real fairies. And that's the problem that you're gonna have to solve later. Uh that would be neat. Yeah. Um, um and we're almost at time. So all right. I have one last question. Is at any point uh Link going to say the thing? What thing? The yeah? The one of those? Uh, no, he's obviously gonna go yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I'm more thinking, is he ever going to say, well, excuse me, princess? Uh, obviously. <laughs> here's, the thing about, here's the thing about the Legend of Zelda cartoon show. It's not as bad as everyone thinks it is. It's actually pretty good. It's just, it was made in like the early 90s. So it's like, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, but like a lot of heart, not a lot of thought. Yeah, and like the like all the stuff that you see is like the excuse me, princess, and the like my boy, and that like that's all you hear about. <laughs> but like it makes sense when you're watching the show. Also, in the CDI games, you get to play as Zelda in Wand of Gamelon, um, and it's pretty good. It's not the best game, uh, obviously. There's a reason they are constantly made fun of for being the worst Zelda games, but. I think there's there's something to them that I that a lot of people just don't give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, f- fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I never got a chance to watch the Zelda show because I was too busy watching the Super Mario show, um, and then I had only just finished that, and then they took them all off of Yahoo. 
uh yahoo wow when was this like 2006 was it? <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure because i was watching them in middle school uh during lunch hour in the library i would watch an episode of mario and an episode of mummies alive <laughs> Night, mummies alive was so good yeah <laughs> um i have the zelda cartoon on dvd which i believe when i got it it was four dollars um and it can't have changed too much um, but I think it's markedly better than the Mario show, which I think is just a little too dumb. Uh, it's fun, but just a little dumber than I want it to be. Anyway, this is all to say that the Zelda show is good, actually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he would have to do an excuse me, princess, at some point. You can't, we, we couldn't not, I don't think. I think we would, we would be, uh, ripped apart in the reviews for not doing it at any point. <laughs> All right. And is is there anything else you would like to add to this uh series? Uh not that I can think of. No, again, fever brain, so I'm still running off yeah, of that. So uh yeah. I, if I would have written anything down maybe, but I didn't and here we are. <laughs> All right. I guess in that case we're going to assemble the Triforce of Friendship promos to see what the Friendship promo is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's always weird doing the Sego when a guest is here because, like, obviously I'm editing it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Bored of D&D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini-campaigns along with one-shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA spectrum, we want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic role-playing or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion de los Passiones, Saw of Fire and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! All right, Jake. Well, that was really fun having you on again. Thank you for having me back. Uh, next time, I promise not to have uh, fever dreams about assembling a Megazord from the future all night. And uh, <laughs> it's very strange. It's a very weird fever dream. <laughs> yeah, you're just just a, f- a few weeks too early on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very close. <laughs> all right. So, where can people find you on the internet? I'm, just to name a few places. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Uh, I'm on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, I have too many podcasts. I got the Morphin Grid, which we talked about a little bit before, uh, where we watch every episode of Power Rangers. And we are in SPD, which has started airing at this point. Um, and that's a show about cops, which is really fun to watch in 2021. <laughs> and there's a lot of times where cops just start shooting the crap out of anyone around. And you're like, well, this is rough (laughs) um it's uh it's the the show is picking up uh where we are recording uh the first couple episodes real tricky um there's also kingdom smarts where uh shannon manor has 30 minutes at a time to explain kingdom hearts to me uh where uh, when we started i knew nothing about it and now i would say that i know too much um (laughs) 
those are the two options pretty yep pretty much uh we we've recorded the first uh union cross episode because we're doing the mobile games right now we've recorded the first union cross episode it was supposed to go out this week i have been bedridden all day and we can't record tomorrow because shan's getting a new cat so we're just taking an extra week off so it's just start next week i don't know when this comes up when this this episode will go live but union cross will be starting soon and i scream in the first episode of it so <laughs> there's also pokemon world tour united uh, which is a actual play podcast about Pokemon. Um, we're doing a tournament and somebody on this very show may have guessed it and helped out. <laughs> Who could it be? It could be anybody. <laughs> uh, there's Pokemon World Tour, which is a like an audio let's play of the Pokemon world. There's Cool Kids Stable, which is where we play a bunch of different RPGs wrong. There's Hard Reboot, which is like this show, but only with public domain stuff. Um, and I think that's it. That could be there could be more, but who's to say honestly? Awesome. Um, Lindsay, how about yourself? I can be found on Twitter at LindsayM476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at NIIRYFPod. Those are the letters for Not a Fire Boot You First, and they're pronounced da na na na. You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite version of Link's outfit. <laughs> there's some good ones. There, yeah. There, there are some good I was going to say there's only two, but no, I think they've done several variations on just green boy. They, it's all, it's a, all of, a, of a, a similar set, but you know, the Twilight Princess one I think is the best one. Yeah. Um, Be- because it's a but. wolf. Well, the, yeah, he also is a wolf, but just his regular clothes look dope in that one, and mm. they, they they never really recaptured that again, unfortunately. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyways, emailing us is where you could also send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we will put it in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show and others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Assiniboine, and Métis. And last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode for yourself. That's right, it is not an NFT. It is just your name on a spreadsheet. But for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, link in the description, we will declare that you are the owner of this podcast episode or any episode you so desire. Yes, we did steal that from the podcast minds. I'm thinking about <laughs> stealing it too. It's a good idea. It's a very good idea. And as for next week, I, I don't know what I'm going to do on account of... Oh, I forgot to mention that this is our uh, Independence Day episode. We're celebrating Independence Day by having one American here. Hey! Hey. (laughs) That's that's why I'm here. That makes sense. Uh, Happy Independence Day uh, from our family to yours this holiday season. (laughs) Exactly. Celebrate America Day by talking about a Japanese franchise. Um, With two Canadians. And now... With two Canadians, the way God intended. (laughs) And you know what? Next week, I think we should go. Uh, next week, we should acquire a similar international flavor ish. Um, so, we are also going to be hunting down various magical objects and clues. Gong Yi Tenpai. Ooh! Yay! I have no idea what that is. But that showdown is not until next week. So, we'll see you then, but not if we reboot you first. <laughs>
Bye. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. One, two, three, three. Nope. Oh, I'm already. Okay. Let's try that again. <laughs> gotcha. You've been pranked. <laughs>